Hi, I am Eli Aringay from On Faith and Fatherhood and welcome to my podcast. Through this podcast, I will be sharing my insights on parenting, homeschooling, family, and faith. It is my belief that family is God's instrument to carry on His commands and decrees from one generation to the next. And as parents, it is our duty to raise obedient and God-fearing children. I remember during my elementary years, and uh, that was uh, decades ago, <laughs> there was this um, mainstream song that became a hit at the time with the title, A Friend, sung by artist Kino. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, how many of you would still remember Kino, but I'm certain uh, that if you do know him, you are in my generation. <laughs> and uh, that was decades ago, <laughs> which again was decades ago. The, the song is about the positive attributes and uh, characteristics that one looks for in a friend. I remember myself and my friends often singing that every time we, be we become uh, melodramatic <laughs> about our friendship. Um, I won't be singing that in this episode <laughs> as I do not want to ruin the content of uh, my discussion on our subject today. Well, uh, during that same time, I remember having this Sesame Street book with the title, How to Make Friends. I remember going over it throughout the year, reviewing it, applying it, putting the principles in practice, and... Um, it's a, uh, it's a children's book, by the way. <laughs> I believe I did pretty well in doing it. Um, <laughs> I get to know a lot of people actually got into some groupies, just not the illegal ones. <laughs> I made a lot of friends until my college years or so, I thought. Fast forward to this year, there is one truth that I realize. Not everyone can be your friend. Not everyone can be your friend. This is not to say that you have to be rude or indifferent to other people who are not part of your circle of friends. My point is that not everyone that you know can be your friend in the uh, truest sense of the word. This is one of the common mistakes that uh, um, of, of this younger generation. Some believe that just because you know someone that you get to hang out with that person on some instances and uh, you shared some conversations that immediately translate into friendship. I consider this a mistake because it may lead to unnecessary disappointments and failed expectations when the person do not turn out to be a friend after all. I can very well speak on this matter on the basis of personal experience. Over the years, people whom I thought were friends to me turned out to be mere acquaintances. And I'm not referring to an experience of betrayal, <laughs> just to make it clear. You see, as, as one grows old, the change of environment, of activities, of interest, can have a say on the people we interact with. As a consequence, people do come and go in our lives. Only those people whom you've built a true friendship with will remain. True enough, some of those in my current uh, friendship roster, <laughs> if there is such a thing, 
were people I knew since high school. Even some were elementary classmates. On the uh, parenting note, one of the things that I also realized as critical in rearing our children is to either choose the people whom we want our children to be friends with or at, at the least, lead them to the right environment to find friends of good character. Well, this is totally different as to how many of us were uh, reared, right? What many of us thought is that we can exercise absolute freedom in choosing our friends. Friendship is determined more by the interests that people share rather than by their respective character. This I find uh, dangerous for our kids. If parents will not actively intervene in choosing their friends, um, their children may find themselves in a company of corrupt individuals. If parents will give too much leeway to their growing up children to choose the people whom they want to hang out with, our children may do it carelessly and end up being exposed to bad influences and practices. If parents will not guide their children to the right environment and community, it won't be long till our children starts to adopt the ways of the world. Whether we admit it or not, friends will have an influence in the lives of our children. There are even cases wherein the influence from friends can override and over and can even overpower Parental influence. I'm not saying this is correct, but, uh, well, this is a reality. Everything that the child learned from home all throughout their growing up years will be challenged by the perspective and behaviors of others. If we fail to lay down the valuable principles of life and faith during their formative years, our children can easily be swayed by the ways of the world and the society we all live in. This is inevitable, parents. There will come a point in the lives of our children when we have to, quote-unquote, release them to the outside world. And by that time, they will have a, um, I must say, great latitude in decision-making. And this includes choosing the people outside their families whom they want to influence them to a certain extent. That is why I believe it is important to help our children learn certain guiding principles in choosing their friends. Even to a drastic extent, choose their friends for them. <laughs> I believe it is not sinful to do so. <laughs> I, have encountered, I haven't encountered any verse in the Bible wherein it says that it is sinful for parents to choose for or help their children to choose their friends. Especially if the motive and the intention of the parents um, is to spare their children from bad company. On the contrary, the Bible even prescribes the wisdom of choosing friends wisely. And since the objective of my podcast is to help parents <laughs> like me, obviously, to raise obedient and God-fearing children, it is only apt to refer to what the Bible says about friendship and uh, matters relevant to it. 
at this uh, point, I will just go over some of these verses from the Bible and uh, try to dig in the principles that uh, uh, these verses would uh, teach us. So let us begin. The first verse is uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26. And uh, it teaches us this. The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Righteous living demands that we choose our friends wisely. You see, reckless selection of friends can lead one to the path of destruction. We do not want our children to go down this latter path. Then there's the second verse, Proverbs 13, verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. This is a uh, clear illustration of how a company of individuals can affect us and our well-being. Our development as individuals can be shaped by the people we follow and uh, spend our time with. In a company of uh, people living with wisdom, we can expect our children to become wise. But a company of people living foolishly can only lead our children to harm. Proverbs 17, chapter 17, verse 17. Um, says this, A friend loves at all times and a brother is born of adversity. You see, loyalty in friendship is crucial. Genuine love and care are exemplified by a true friend. The bond of a true friendship can even be equated to the bond among family members. However, loyalty here is not something that is misplaced. Okay, I just wanted to make it clear. This does not suggest that a friend must tolerate your misdeeds, which now leads me to the next verse. Proverbs chapter 27, verses 5 to 6, uh, says this, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wound from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kiss. A uh, true friend will rebuke you out of love when necessary. Love here is manifested by, a, by the rebuke of a friend who does not want you to persist in a wrongdoing. A true friend will call your attention if your actions run opposite the commands of God. Even if it hurts you, the Bible says that you can trust your friend's rebuke. Because a true friend will always desire what is best for your well-being. The last verse that uh, I'll be sharing is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. It uh, says this, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. When the Apostle Paul wrote this, the context was that in a church setting, members influencing other members relative to the faith. But the principle here is the same. Evil friends are a corrupting influence even to those of good repute. 
Well, these are these are just a few verses, but there is a pool of passages and teachings that we can see relative to this subject. The fact that we are created for relationship uh, with God first and foremost, and then with others, surely affirms that His Word provides us the manual of how we ought to relate to others, our friends included. In teaching our children about God, about Christ, and about the Bible, we cannot avoid teaching them about true friendship. Why? Because the ultimate picture of a true friend is Jesus Christ himself. Prior to his arrest, Jesus taught this to his disciples. In John chapter 15, verses 12 to 15, it says this, My command is this, Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I have learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You see, people can betray us and can turn against us. Even friends can disappoint and hurt us at times. But for those who are truly His, Christ is the picture of a true friend exemplified by the laying of His life for them. I believe that one of the culminating picture of a friend is if he or she is willing to lay down his or her life for you. And Christ did it for us through his sacrificial death on the cross. He reconciled us with God. He reconciled us to himself. We are no longer God's enemy because of Christ. We are friends of Christ. But here's the, here's the thing. Christ is not only our friend. He is our Savior and our Lord. And so in teaching our children to choose their friends wisely, teach them first about this friend who loved them and who chose them even before they chose him. His name is Jesus. That is why I believe that teaching our children about the gospel is crucial to their upbringing. If our children know Christ and follow Christ, then it follows they will also choose friends who also know and follow Christ. Better even is that they will live out, our children will live out Christ-likeness that they too shall become a true friend to others. On a final note, if we want our children to be exposed in an environment wherein Christ is modeled, expose them in the company of believers. The church is this community. Raising them in a godly home is important. Involving them in the lives of other godly people is equally important. Teach them that true friends ought to treat each other not as strangers, but as brothers and sisters. This relationship becomes fruitful if they are bonded 
and united by a common belief, even by one spirit in Christ. If we raise them in an environment wherein people are carrying the burdens of each other as a way of fulfilling what God has commanded, we can be secured that their circle of friends will not lead them to harm, but will instead help them towards righteous living. So that's it for today's episode. Till next time.